Greetings from uh, Quarantine Central. Again, JT here with another fa flashback for all you people coming off the heels of our big review of Parasite. So, of course, we saw how other countries do those sweet Oscar-type films. How about, let's go back and talk about how they make those blockbusters. Like, uh... Sometime last year, we talked about a film that was so big in China, it was number three in the global box office, The Wandering Earth. And it was free on Netflix, so we talked about it. And here's our review of it, The Wandering Earth. We had some things to say about it. We have some pretty good discussion in there, so be sure to check it out. And be sure to listen to our review of another Netflix movie, Extraction. Coming up this Wednesday with a possible special guest. We'll keep you informed on that. So make sure you do that. But until then, listen to our review of The Wandering Earth starting right now. That brings us to The Wandering Earth. From China. From China. Uh, Suggested, or at least brought up to me by Sea Danger... Yeah. Last week, we were live produced on air and decided we should do it this week. Because I had nothing for this week. Well, that, and it was just like an interesting premise on yeah. like how this movie was so big. Yeah. And I've never heard of it. It was serendipitous. <laughs> That's right. The planets aligned. They Jupiter did. and at least Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Earth used its weird <laughs> boosters to push itself <laughs> into right. a certain... That's right. Position. Um, so this movie debuted February fifth, twenty nineteen. Yeah. In China. Yes. Uh, and the eighth of the same month in the U.S. and Australia. Ooh. Heard nothing about it. No. I didn't see what its like theater run was in the U.S., but it had a budget of fifty million U.S. dollars. Okay. That's it. Really? 50 million. Hmm. Eh, we'll talk about it when we yeah. start talking about it more. But For sure. Domestically, didn't make much. $3.8 million. Yeah. Worldwide, globally, <laughs> it made $700.8 million. <laughs> 693, in fact, from China. Yes. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has this at 75%. IMDb at 6.3 out of 10. Goodreads, 4.1 out of 5. <laughs> and that one random guy on IMDb had it out of 5 out of 10, which is tagline that said, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie is the third highest worldwide box office gross of yes. 2019 so far. Mm-hmm. So JT, could you name me the top five of this year? Well, number two is Captain Marvel. Yep. Number one is Endgame. Yep. Oh, fuck. Number four would be... I can't even think Hint, of it's a kid's movie. Hint, it's a, hint's a kid's movie. Uh, fuck. And it's a sequel. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yep. You got it. And uh, number five is... Us? No. <laughs> Number five is Alita Battle Angel. Oh. That's right. One of our uh, possible 
winners for this current tournament of random movies. Mm. Who knows how the cards will shake getting yeah. to that one to the top. Yeah. But we will see. Um, Endgame update on its worldwide box office while we're at it. Yeah. $2.5 billion. It's getting there. Needs to make little less than $300 million still mm. to get that number one worldwide spot. It uh, might be able to do it, I think. It might. $300 million? That's... For a movie like that? Yeah. Not too, not too bad. Yeah, there's not really... I don't think there's anything that's going to dethrone it coming up. Mm-mm. I mean, Detective Pikachu got a lot of uh, notice this last weekend. Yeah. But there's not really but there's anything not, coming yeah, out this There's week. nothing really else that could really... Unless John Wick just fucking cleans house. <laughs> it could. Uh, no, it's not good. <laughs> well, I mean, it will still, like... I mean, yeah, it'll get it has people the same to come kind in, of audience. But I think there's going to be more people going to see Avengers again as opposed to. Nope, come here, you little stinker. Uh, but uh, so yeah, so JT, do you want to tell me what happened in the Wandering Earth? Well, uh, we uh are in the future where the sun is a hundred years from expanding enough to engulf the Earth and. Uh, 200 years before it just completely evaporates and is no longer existing. Yes. So in order to keep the human race going, the uh, United World Council, I think they're called. Uh, United Earth Government. United Earth Government. <laughs> comes together to build multiple uh, engines or rocket fueled things on one yeah. side of the earth yes to move it to a completely new solar system mm -hmm. that will take place over the course of thousands of years <laughs> yes before we find a new sun to park it and uh <laughs> pretty much keep going on from then on yes and uh this is all fine and dandy until 17 years after this happens i think it's 17 yep. isn't it yep uh, we get into a scuffle with Jupiter, where we get too close mm -hmm. to its atmosphere, and we begin to get pulled into its atmosphere, mm -hmm. where we would essentially collide and die. Yes. So, this whole film is to try and figure out how the fuck <laughs> do we get away from Jupiter. Yes. Um, I wish I would have wrote down the director... Of this movie, but it's essentially the Chinese Roland Emmerich. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know. This movie is like from I. My first note that I wrote when I was talking about this is this movie is fuck science the movie. <laughs> so it does have like a lot of fantastical, like super pseudoscience type stuff in there. Yeah, but really, if you think about it. Is it that much more ridiculous than, like, Avengers Endgame, where you have magical stones doing things? Yeah, but with that <laughs> stuff, it's like, that's magic. They're pulling, the, they're playing this up like it's science. Yeah. I, I, that didn't bother me at all, but I know, I don't disagree with the argument, <laughs> but it's just something that I can overlook completely. Alright. I'm, I'm curious on what you think about the ending, like, how they figure oh, out how get to get there. away, though. I will get there, because that I did have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first, I want to read some things from the IMDb trivia page, because okay. I found these 
fairly uh, pretty interesting here. So the order in which um, various international crews turned around to help push the firing pin in yeah, uh, near like a big quintessential part of the movie here yeah. is the same order in which various nations arrived to help China in the 2008 uh, earthquake. Oh. So they just had like little little sprinkle of real life in there. We'll throw you a bone in our movie, dude. Yeah, for sure. You get a one second cameo. <laughs> Uh, the story is based on a Hugo Award-winning novelist, uh, Six and Lou's novel of the same name. Yeah. And uh, there are uh, actually snippets of the novel that aren't in the movie, and that's going to come up, I think, in one of my other... Uh... Complaints? No, no, it's in one of the facts in here, because I read it. <laughs> it's kind of a spoiler. Uh, I'll save it for... Should we do spoilers? I don't think people are going to really care. It's no. For free on Netflix. Yeah, so... Here, this is the fact here. So many scenes did, didn't did make the final cut, which made the story a bit confusing at times. Yeah. There's one point in this, I'm like, why is this happening? Yeah. Um, But anyway. I know, because it just make it seem like, whoops, Jupiter. <laughs> uh, for example, the original novel mentioned there's a growing distrust towards the United Earth government among people as a conspiracy theory spreads uh stating that the sun is not going to die anytime soon and the whole wandering earth project is just a cover for elites to have a total control over the population that's yeah. not in in the movie there also was in the book a plot thread going on about how the united states wanted to have like spaceships leaving earth instead of having a earth propelling like propulsion system yeah and that it was a 30 million dollar ticket to get onto these spaceships yeah but it only had a limited amount of space because they're just spaceships. Oh, yeah. And only the elite could go on there. Yeah. Obviously. Fucking America. Fucking America. But that was nixed in the book as well. So they had this propellant Earth situation coming on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this goes on further uh, as saying, uh, this explains why the rescue teams carry weapons. Wait, I think I skipped a sentence. Ah, it doesn't matter. So, anyway... Um, yeah, there's a lot of weapons in this. Like, the one guy who just has, a, like, war machine? Who was, like, the Lord. Gatlin yeah, gun on his Gatlin shoulder? Gun? And all he does is, like, shoot a wall with it? I'm like, yeah. is that necessary? Like, shoots out a window. <laughs> like, and he does it for so long. I'm like, dude, I think you did your job. Yeah. Um, this one I also found very interesting. So, originally, Wu Jing, one of the protagonists, only agreed to show up in one scene. And I think it's the father. Okay. That is on the the satellite. Oh yeah, yeah. But since he was in only one but since he was the only big star of the film, the director Frank the the director yeah. changed the script and kept putting him in more and more scenes. One day of shooting became a week and then months. Wu Jing's pay for each movie is around 10 million US dollars. Yeah. Uh, after weeks of shooting, the director asked him that since the movie was over budget, Maybe he didn't mind getting... Maybe he wouldn't mind not getting paid. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Wu Jing loved the director and the film so much, not only that he agreed to not getting paid, that he invested his own money of about $9 million U.S. dollars to refinance the movie. And many people thought that he was getting conned by the director at the time. But, in fact, without Wu's name, the movie wouldn't have been sold... Uh, into many theaters at all because he's such a huge star overseas. Yeah, that he this looks name familiar. Was... I thought he looked familiar too. Yeah. Um. And even though 
you watched a dub version, right? No, I watched the subtitles. Fuck, I think I should have done that. But m- more on that later. Okay. Um, if the director f- uh, was the father of the film, Wu Jing, the main star, is like its guardian angel. This kind of blessing rarely happened in the Chinese film industry. Yeah. So... That's like star power that I don't even think Robert Downey Jr. has, yeah. <laughs> which is insane to me that like these huge stars overseas, like that even includes like Bollywood movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the U.S. has no clue about at all, but they are raking in fucking oh, mega bucks overseas no that they have pulled to do this for an entire franchise. Dude, Bollywood movies are fucking awesome too. I wish I could watch, because I know there's some on, like, Netflix and stuff. Yeah, me and Molly, we didn't watch, I want to go back and watch the first one, but we watched the second one of this, like, Bahu Ballet, mm-hmm. where it's like a it's like a two-part thing, and it's just, you're just following this guy that becomes, like, the king of this, like, pretty wealthy uh, part of India, uh-huh. and, like, oh my god, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like they'll just break out into song and dance out of nowhere, and they'll have like these fight scenes where like, I he love throws... that though. <laughs> and then they like they'll do like these fight scenes where like he throws like mountains and shit. Where you're like, good <laughs> lord, oh my god! They'll have like a fucking stampede of bulls in a scene. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, like those Bollywood movies are fucking awesome. Um, this also was a bit of a risk for China as well. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, in the beginning of the film, and I don't know if this is true about just, like, movies of China, so maybe I'm just speculating here, but it didn't seem like it had a ton of producer titles on this. Yeah. Like, one of them looked like the communist government. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, sorry about the mic. But, yeah, I was like, holy shit. Like, there was, like, a production credit where it was, like, a gold statuette of, like, Two Chinese men with sickles with a red star in the middle where I'm like, did the communist government fun- finance this film? But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> what I was going to say is that this was a bit of a risk because the Chinese movie industry usually makes more fantasy elements of for movies. Yeah. And this was, like, one of their first, like, sci-fi ones that they're really going to get behind to try to push. There's a lot of fantasy in this, though. <laughs> well... No fantasy in the sense of how they, I mean, it's not like, yeah, it's science fiction, but we'll talk about that end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's not like dragons and mythology. No, and no, stuff. no, This no, is no. pure yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. They, they play themselves off like it's like it's science, but it, yeah, science fiction. The, dra- uh, the director also has never directed a sci-fi movie before, and he's only had two previous movies direct directing experience. Oh, God. Yeah, so before Wandering Earth was finished, no one thought he was capable of pulling off something this big. And then I made the third highest grossing movie of the year. There you go. There you go. Um, so despite some cues that share similarities to Interstellar and The Dark Knight Rises, the score wasn't composed by Hans Zimmer. <laughs> um, and it was uh, Rock Chen who composed the incidental music for this film. I did think at a few points during this movie that I was like, that score sounds familiar. Yeah. And I actually did think of the Batman uh, uh, Nolan f- franchise because it was like, like, oh, yeah. and I was like, I wonder if that was like a placeholder and they just kind of like <laughs> used bucket, like took one beat out of it or whatever. Yeah. I dare America to sue us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They'll never see it anyway. Netflix <laughs> picks it up. And my One of my facts I wanted to try to find is how much Netflix actually paid for this movie to distribute yeah. it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. 
Netflix being all stingy on their Some stuff. Bitch. So yeah, um, what do you let's let's get into a discussion of the movie then because I'm out of facts. Oh, okay, let's get into it. So, <laughs> oh my god, you! Lo- <sighs> I love you, man. Um, so the budget of this fifty million U.S. dollars, yeah, seems like nothing, right? And yeah, the, for the like, scope of this movie, yeah, for like a Roland Emmerich film, yeah, of like let's say Moonfall, yeah. You gotta assume it's like at least 150 million, at least, yeah. and that's like a third of this. Yeah, but what do you think of maybe the effects or what the visual I mean, style? Sometimes of this movie it is. shows its budget and, and a few things. Yes, but for the most part, I think with what they had to play with, it looks pretty decent. Yeah, um, when they used practical stuff, it I think shined a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The um. Aesthetics of this aren't like anything you've haven't seen before, like yeah. in a space kind of movie. Yeah, it's not like dark and dingy like Aliens, but it looks kind of piece and scrapped together and kind of dingy. Yeah, um, but it's not like a slick movie like Passengers either. Yeah, um, it's kind of like it's semi-realistic, but more sci-fi based. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, it falls in between like a. Like, maybe the new Star Trek films and Star Wars. Somewhere in the middle there. Okay. Or maybe, like, a like a Prometheus or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, this kind of struck me more like, uh, if you ever seen Snowpiercer. Like oh, it yeah. Feels That's a lot, a, like a that. lot better. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. a lot of, like, the, the outside effects or, like, the ones where it's big in scope. Like, a big scope. You can kind of pull out, like... Yeah, I can see that CG. But then when they get more close quarters and they do a lot more practical stuff, it, it's done a lot better. Yeah. But there are, like, some things in here that look really cool. Like, when they do shots of, like, the Earth when it's on, like, it's... When it shows it, like, rocketing through space. Yeah. Like, there's some really cool effects with that. Like, I like how it looks when it looks like Jupiter's pulling it closer to its atmosphere and you kind of see, like, that chain of, like... Yeah. Atmospheres connecting. Like, yeah. That looks kind of cool. That that d- was really cool. And I like, too, when it, like, kind of pans out and you see Earth traveling through space, that it ha- it kind of looks like a comet. Yeah. And it's, like, it has, like, a tail that kind of freezes in space. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool effect, too. Mm-hmm. Um, at times, I thought it looked like a very good video game. Yeah. I would um, say that. But that's... When I looked at the budget and the scope of this movie, when, like, probably everything at some point is all computer-generated effects, and it looks like a really good video game, yeah. now, I'm like, that's not so bad if you look at the budget. Yeah. Like, if this was, like, a $300 million movie, yeah. I'd be like, eh, those look a little chintzy. Yeah. But, like, I at no point in this did it ever get, like, take me out of it. Like, it does in, like, Black Panther, per se. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, when they go into full CG, everyone looks like a big, weightless, rubbery mess. Yeah. Like, I don't think they ever really go as far as to, like, make the people very CG. No. It's just the location. Yeah. yeah. And there's, like, some instances where, like, there's, like, a truck that falls off a cliff, and, like, when they show it falling, you can see it's clearly, <laughs> clearly CG. Yes. But, yeah, no, other than that, like, yeah, there's some scenes where I'm like, how the... I'm kind of curious how they did it where like uh I don't think it looked too bad when they had the whole scene where like they're there's like a 
a dust cloud coming up and they're mm-hmm. trying to like drive away from it. Mm-hmm. Like that, that looked like kind of like a film you would see like with a way bigger budget than what this had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> overall, what did you think? Just like of the premise alone, was it like a ridiculous premise that you were just kind of taken out of it? It's far fetched, but, um, I don't know. Like if a movie, plays itself up like this is a thing that can happen like they set it up right away where it's like this is happening yeah i'm like okay i'll go along with it but then in different instances instances throughout the movie like they played themselves up like they were they knew a lot about science and they were really smart about science where i'm like well no don't (laughs) The more you try and sound smart, the dumber you seem. Because you're already playing it up like this is a thing that will never happen and never be possible. Yeah. But they throw in small facts here and there where it's like, you know, once we find a sun, it'll take 20 years for the oceans to thaw out. Or I'm like, sure, okay. But then it keeps doing stuff like that throughout where I'm like, you're starting to seem more and more dumb. Like you're playing yourself up like you're... Like you're this this super smart science movie where like none of this would ever be possible. So like I, the the most well I would say the second most ridiculous thing in this movie is its general premise. It is um is that they have um like boosters all around the equator of the Earth. Yeah. So the Earth stops rotating. Yeah. And then. 10,000 boosters on the dark, well, on the tail end of the Earth. Yeah. Propelling it through space. Mm-hmm. And they use all of what the Earth's resources to power these engines. Yeah. And then everyone lives not on the surface, but underground, underneath all of these thrusters. Yeah. And these big, like, huge cities or whatever. Yeah. So it can take the entire population of the Earth. And throw it forward into space to find a new sun to travel around. And it's taking 4.2 light years to get there. Yeah. So it's thousands of real years to get there. So it's, it was kind of, once you fall into that idea that they just essentially turn the earth into a rock propelling it through space. Yeah. I think it's easier to fall into anything else because that is the most ridiculous up top premise. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I can I can get behind I thought, that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of fun, but go ahead. No, yeah, no, I I get behind that, but it was just like the the beats it would take to bring everything to a halt to like try and explain like, well, you know, this is actually a thing that could work. Where you're like, just get into. Like, I already know this movie's dumb. Don't try and sound smart at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like, just do dumb action. That's that's what I'm almost expecting this movie to be. Yeah. And I don't think it ever really gets there, except for, like, two points Yeah, of, like, dumb action. I think that's my major critique of this movie, is that it feels like a Michael Bay movie that has no action. Like, they're just kind of hanging out. Like, there's cool stuff. It's like, yeah. imagine a Transformers movie where the Transformers are trying to figure out how to stop global warming. <laughs> um, where they're not fighting, they're just like, what do we do? <laughs> okay. I, I I looked at it as like a Roland Emmerich film, but it's it's got less action in it. 
But, like, that could just be because the U.S. market is, like, fully saturated with, like, high-action movies, blockbusters all the time. Yeah. And, like, this is just, like, a different taste coming in from overseas where they have, like, actual emotional beats in them. But even then, I thought some of those, it felt like pieces were missing. And I couldn't ever get behind some of those. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this movie felt like someone trying to replicate, like, a, a U.S. blockbuster movie but like only hitting the beats that they're familiar with and then completely missing the things that actually really bring it all together. Cause like, there's, there's weird scenes in here where I was like, where are we? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was the same way. <laughs> like that whole point where there's like a, like an elevator shaft. Yeah. Go, like that whole scene. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I think so. Or like, uh, some sort of elevator shaft is crashing down. There's got some guy stuck in there and there's like going to get smashed. By oh it. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, at, when that was happening, I'm like, did I miss something? How did we get here? What are we doing? Well, no. Yeah. There was a scene, but even before that, like uh, they do that whole thing where uh, the older brother and his sister are just joyriding in that rig. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, is that police lights? And then they cut to black and then they're like, they're showing like, uh, oh, here's some uh, facility where it's like, oh, this must be having the same time. And then they go in there and they're in prison Yeah. where I'm like, wait, th- those are those people? Like, wait, th- so this is later. There's no transition to they got arrested. Oh, that, that <laughs> just, didn't bother me so much because it was it, like they kind of set it up for a joke. It felt really jarring because they never, it was never like a transition to hey, what's that in the distance? And then it's, now they're in prison. Like, they made it seem like this is happening while this, like, while that, what they're doing is happening. Yeah. Because they kind of pan around and they're like, they show this guy with white hair in a, in a cell and you're like, what is happening? What are we doing? And then they show the brother and sister in a cell where I'm like, wait, how'd they get there? Wait, was I just not paying attention? <laughs> Did they get arrested? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I don't know what year this movie takes place. I know it has to be after 2044. Yeah, because they go past, they drive past like an Olympic stadium or something. Um, But I want to say that it's not super far into the future where this is like a super, like the year like 20,000 or something like that. Yeah. But uh, I, I, the point I want to get at is. The steering wheel for these rigs are ridiculous. Oh my god! <laughs> I just forgot about the spheres, dude. I, like, I how is that any better than a wheel yeah. that you turn? They're I just, don't understand. Yeah. Like the way you steer this thing is you fondle a ball. Yeah. <laughs> like how that is not better at all. And there's no reason that in the f- whatever future this is yeah. that they could say that that is better yeah because it still drives like a car <laughs> yeah there there's just like some things where it's like it's weird because there's just like things they add where they're just like oh, i just want to do this like they just have they have balloon grenades for some reason <laughs> which becomes like a big thing at the end yeah but like yeah it's just weird things like that or like that's what got me interested to begin with, where they had the balloon grenade and they have like the steering wheel that's like the weird globe where I'm like, oh, this is like, it's got like a cool aesthetic. I like it. And then after they kind of introduced all that stuff, they just kind of like rack on the brakes and they're like, okay, <laughs> let's talk about all this stuff now. Or uh-huh. 
All right. <laughs> like a lot of like, I don't know. This movie struck me a lot like the movie Armageddon. I got Armageddon vibes from it like, too. The beginning was like really fast paced and really fun, and like everyone's joking around and being like really funny, and you're really into everything. And then they get to the moon, and then it's just snail's pace, <laughs> and they're just like, "Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, do something." Yeah. <laughs> And really, this movie isn't that long. It's it's, it's like just a little over two hours, isn't it? Two hours and five minutes. Yeah. That's it. So, like, I mean, just put it next to, like, any Marvel movie that's, like, two and a half hours minimum. Yeah. I think this movie is pretty tight. But in that, I wish, like, some things were... I could have, like, actually used a little more tightening in some things. And then, like, expansions yeah. on other things. Like, yeah. I thought when the emotional beats worked in this, I thought that was good. I actually liked the bit at the end emotionally between, yeah, like... The the da- yeah, the dad and the space station I thought was really good stuff. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I couldn't really get into, like, the grandfather and the grandkids aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. I, it just it never worked for me. And I, I didn't even really like the main actor in this. And it maybe like the, the brother, the brother, yeah. like some parts I did, but I think it's because I watched the sub version, which, or I'm sorry, the dub version, yeah, which I thought was the only one because it's auto played as the dub. Oh. See, ours auto played is with the subtitles. Really? Yeah. And I thought it was the 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 dubbing was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, should I? But at the same time, I'm like. I'm trying to also watch Macy at the same time. Yeah. And for me to, like, I would yeah, miss you would, out Yeah, you would complete. not be able to read. Yeah. So, anyway, so I'm like, I'll settle with this dub. Yeah. I won't even look to see if it's got subs. No, my, yeah, my favorite part definitely was, like, the dad at the end. Like, the way that he played up. Oh, man. Like, I, it kind of got me a little bit when, like, the dad was, like, he was talking about how he promised he would see him again. And then he was like, well, you will see me. Because he's driving into this, like laser beam that's gonna blow up just look in the sky you'll see me yeah oh, i'll be the star fuck. in the sky yeah you're like oh fuck yeah and then he's crying but because he's in zero gravity his yeah, tears, like the are, tears floating. are floating out it's i thought that was really good oh man that was some good shit <laughs> yeah and yeah. like um like even though he's he's going to die like he's still keeping his promise in some way because you'll be yeah. able to see the explosion that's him yeah <laughs> I thought that was, like, probably the best part of the movie. Definitely. But to be honest, like, I really didn't get into the movie until they come up with the ridiculous premise. Oh, I thought, I was like, finally, this is getting interesting. Because before, I thought it was like, I've kind of seen all this before. Yeah. And, like, U.S. releases, like, in, with Armageddon or, like, Interstellar. Yeah. Or, like, these kind of space movies and stuff like that. And they like do that. some dumbass shit. Like, they try and... They do some shit where they try and, like, play it up like it's this big emotional thing. Where it's like, no, you're just being dumb. Like, that chick that blew up the... The... The starter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, She, like, yeah. shot yeah. up that starter and they're like, what the fuck? And she was like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, well, you guys are just, you're going to end up killing yourselves. Yeah, nobody else dies. Us. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to die. <laughs> yeah. You just fucked possibly billions of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, she comes off as such a fucking idiot. I know. they're like, yeah, they're like on the verge of death and they're like kind of scraping by, but they're like, they're dragging this starter through like this winter wasteland to get it to this engine. And then out, out of nowhere, she's just like, 
blows it up and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, what are you doing? And she's like, well, you guys are near death and I don't want you to die, so I'm just going to get rid of it. And you're like, well, then everyone's dead now. Yeah. That, I couldn't get behind anything that they were she doing. She was a fucking idiot. And there was a, man, what was, there was some, I thought there was some other stuff too where I was like, what the fuck is happening? I couldn't really understand at, and maybe it's because like I was also trying to watch Macy at the same time, but there's like a chunk around that time. Yeah. I was like, what, what are we doing here? What is happening? (laughs) What are the point of these people? Like, why do they look like from fucking live, die, repeat? (laughs) They got the exoskeleton Those guys were pretty on. cool, though. Like, they had, like, the robot exoskeletons that made them stronger. Like, yeah. there's so much in this where I'm like, I wish these people could fight something. Yeah. Like, it felt like these people were just, like, designed to just, like, fight shit, but there was nothing really to fight. They're just moving these start. They're just trying to get the starter to this engine to restart it so that the the Earth can get away from Jupiter. Yeah. And But then it's just like... No, we're just moving the starter. There's really nothing much else to do. We can pull elevator doors open real fast. <laughs> and I can use this dude can use his minigun to shoot open a wall. That's yeah. about it. But it, like fight something. Yeah. Fight each other. For sure. <laughs> Find like a warring faction of something. Just for yeah. a scene. Yeah. Just show how formidable you you're li- are. You're literally just watching people walking around with MacGuffins not using them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, so, uh, oh shoot, I had a point that I wanted to bring up, ah, it doesn't matter. Um, so, oh, I remember, so like, they were trying to deliver that dry, or the, that uh, starter to these engines. Yeah. Because like, thousands of them shut off at the same time, which you find out kind of why. Yeah. But then for all of a sudden, they just start back up again? Right? I don't know. I thought it was because... Everyone else was kind of on the mission they were, and yeah. they, they didn't do it. Everyone else did, but then it still wasn't enough to get them out of Jupiter. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we this is our one last shot, and it didn't work. We're fucked. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then I guess. I, I kind of assumed it was that. Yeah. But I'm like, it just seemed like... They were one of the more important ones because they were, one of the, they were trying to get theirs to one of the equator ones, which is one of the bigger ones. Yeah. And then, but... Everyone else has started up. They were just kind of late to the party and never got to it. Okay. And then everyone got their started up and they were like, oh, not enough. We're dead. That makes more sense. Um, <laughs> so the the big twist of this is that, which okay, I have a problem kind of with the twist because it's not really that inventive. So No, it's impossible. No, uh, well, so there is the Earth traveling through space. Yeah. And its goal is to reach Jupiter so it can sling around its gravitational field to head it toward... Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> to fling it towards, like, Proxima Centauri or whatever the nearest star is. Yeah. So there is also a space station, kind of like as it's got, like, its scout ship. Yeah, in, it, the, in it gets, front of it. Yeah, it's in front of the Earth to see what in front of it is going to be a problem so they can maneuver it however they need to. And so the people on that ship, the dad of the main character in this film, yeah. is like one of the uh, astronauts on the ship. Yeah. And they go in, into hibernation when everything looks good. 
And then all of a sudden, there's, like, the howl of the ship. Oh, God, yeah. There's even... I want to look up what the name was, because even that the name of it was, like, howl-like. It was, like, <laughs> moss or something. I Yeah, I think it was moss. Yeah. That... So, it's got, like, embryos of, like, a ton of different yeah. uh, humans on this. Like, the major thing throughout the whole movie is that, like, this dad is trying to stay... Is trying to do a bunch of stuff to save the Earth, and meanwhile, the the AI on this ship keeps trying to like stuff everyone that's on this ship into some sort of hibernation. Hibernation, so that it's like, no, I got this. Don't worry. And they're like, okay, well, he's got it. And then they're like, <laughs> but wait, like you're not really taking these precautions. No, I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'll take care. Or it's like, okay, you're acting shady. Yeah. Where then he like he he wakes himself up and like some of his friends to try and like maneuver through the ship to figure out why it's being shady and like not letting them help the earth. Right. So what the AI is up to is that, well, we have all of these embryos, uh, from the human race on board and we have a ton of different species of animal embryos and like a bunch of plant seeds on the, on board. And the, the records of all of human history. Right. It's got everything of Earth in small form, in embryo form. Yeah, pretty <laughs> on much. On this ship. So it can be the one thing that goes through space to set up, like, life elsewhere. Like passengers. Or like yeah. the end of Alien Covenant. Yeah. The only thing is, so it was a trick for the whole Earth to set up this whole fucking MacGuffin of propelling it through space just to throw it into Jupiter? No, it wasn't that. It was the the uh, that ship was the contingency plan. Where if the Earth thing fucked up, but was it though? Yeah, was it? A, I thought it. At one point, I thought it was like that's the plan all along, is to give everyone false hope, and then it gets to Jupiter and it goes off on its own mission, and then they just hurl Earth into space like a big fuck you. No, Earth, Earth into Jupiter. No, they they were gonna do the thing where they propel prop- propelled around jupiter but then right when they started doing so that's when the engines fucked up and they went into jupiter instead so then whenever it was going to get to a point where jupiter where uh the earth was about to fuck up then this ai the ship's ai was supposed to kick into a mode where it's like all right everybody go to sleep i'll take care of everything and then just lets the earth die so then it can jet them off to a planet where they can they can repopulate okay so it, the the wandering earth thing was always supposed to work, but if it didn't work, they had this to fall back on. Okay. Man, I missed like a just big portions <laughs> of this. I, I know I, I saw I, all of it. I read the whole. I was reading the whole fucking thing. I don't know what the hell you were doing. <laughs> I just, well, listen, I had a kid that wanted to watch a lot of car videos <laughs> on the internet. So, um, okay, that's fine. Um, so while it's it's at the, the crux of the film here. Yeah. Where the Earth thinks it's totally screwed. Mm-hmm. It's getting pulled into Jupiter. Yeah. If it gets to one point, it's just going to start getting pulled in, disintegrating yeah. into Jupiter. Like it just starts pulling pieces of the Earth off. And they're trying to stop that from happening before it gets to that point in orbit where it gets too close and gets disintegrated. Yeah. In order to push itself away from Jupiter. Yeah. But engines are failing. It's getting too close. Yeah. 
Well, and, even, even when the engines start working, they're so close to it where they just won't work. Yeah, the gravity's too yeah, strong. Yeah. And that's, this is the point where you can see, like, their atmosphere starting to, like, merge into one another. And it's yeah. getting close to, like, you know, threat level midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, I'll let you explain the ridiculous premise on how okay. they try to get to fix the situation. So, uh, apparently, the Earth still has an atmosphere... And this, uh, I think this, this even I think it's like the sister comes up with this with it, doesn't she? Mm -mm. It's the it's the brother because it um, calls back to like the balloons in the beginning. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, so the brother comes up with the idea that since Jupiter's atmosphere is all hydrogen, and uh, the Earth's atmosphere is oxygen, and that oxygen is mixing. With the hydrogen, thus making it, I guess, more flammable. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> that if they find a way to shoot a controlled combustion source into that mixture of oxygen and hydrogen, it'll cause a massive explosion, thus pushing the Earth away from Jupiter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pregnant pause for reflection. What do you get when you combine hydrogen and oxygen? Uh, water? Water. <laughs> Not a super combustion gas. <laughs> well, you get water. So, or peroxide. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> um, so, also, Earth's atmosphere is... Like, only 20% oxygen. Yeah. And, like, 70% nitrogen. Yeah. That's just a fact I know. I, I know yeah. science. Yeah. But regardless, so the the the, the plan that this the the brother concocts in this it yeah. harkens back to uh, a hydrogen filled um, rocket ship, and uh, he thinks of these balloons at the beginning, how they float and it's combustible and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And he remembers that. Jupiter is mostly all hydrogen, and yeah. his plan is to yeah to do whatever, shoot it, shoot at Jupiter, and that's going to cause an explosion, pushing Earth away to get yeah. out of its gravity. But was I? Pull. He he does bring up that oh, because there's oxygen in this controlled area, it's going to make make it more combustible. I don't know. I, I just thought because of their atmospheres were connected, that they can get to that hydrogen that's in Jupiter to like. Maybe it. it doesn't really matter. But I thought I thought for sure it was like oh the oxygen will make it more combustible. I'm like no wait what? Well oxygen is combustible. Pure not oxygen is. Yeah, but not when it's combined with hydrogen. No. <laughs> well maybe you don't know. You're not a super scientist in the future. And, but then even that like there's no atmosphere on Earth. It's been traveling. Right. Yeah, there has space. to be no atmosphere there's on Earth. There's no absolutely yeah. It's just a it's a it's a rock propelled rock. Yeah, there's a, there should be nothing to it. No, because what you even get to see what the surface of the Earth looks like. Technically, there should be no light in this because like the yeah. sun, the is sun's almost gone. all but burned out. Yeah, and so the, one side of it should always just be a scorching hot wasteland. Yeah, and the other a frozen piece of nothing. Yeah. And one part is, except that there's sunlight, so you can see what's going on. Yeah. Um, I love it. They have, like, D&D &D suits in here where it's like, if you wear this, you can't get hurt. Nothing happens to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, literal but, plot yeah. armor. Yeah, it's literal <laughs> plot armor. 
that I'm like, ah, whatever. I every space movie kind of yeah, has yeah, one of those. Yeah. But like, um, it kind of like is at uh the level of like Snowpiercer, where like one side of the Earth is completely frozen. There's like whales that tried to jump and frozen. Oh my god, that in. was. That- <laughs> I fucking love that. It's like, hey, check out that whale. It's like it's in mid in mid breach and yeah. it's like frozen. <laughs> it's like that, that whale had a bad what day. Poor timing. That whale had a bad day. Uh, my god. So anyway, they think of this plan, and honestly, though, this is like the one part of the movie where I'm like, okay, now they're yeah. doing something big, something interesting. Yeah. I'm on yeah, board. We're actually now. finally building to something as opposed to just watching a bunch of people push a big orb through the snow <laughs> yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, probably half of the movie. Yeah. More than half of the movie, probably. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, okay, where is this going to go? And then when yeah. they finally get their plan in place, they turn one engine, or actually, like, three engines, because at this point, more people are helping with the project. Yeah. And they turn them into pretty much just a big laser yep. that shoots into Jupiter. Yeah. And to ignite the hydrogen, blah, 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 pushing it away. But then the lasers don't reach far enough into Jupiter. So they're like, oh. And I actually thought that that was a good misdirect because I'm like, oh, shit, they failed. Yeah. I I like like that too. Awesome. And being that it's a movie from China, I'm like, I don't have no, I have no idea where this is going to go. I'm just going to kill the earth. I was like, holy shit, they're taking big steps here. But there's, they do so much shit like, uh, leading up to that, where it's like everyone trying to get into that point where they can actually shoot the laser, where I'm like, man, everyone's fucking up. Like that, <laughs> yeah, that one guy, sure. that one guy had to kick all those hatches loose underneath that one thing, or or like while it's like slowly about to crush him to death. How did that not crush him to death? Exactly. <laughs> I know. And then like the way that he got out was like the dude, like just like had like the guy that had the rope on the other end just jumped off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> So, I okay, at that point in time, I wish it was, like, maybe the that doofy guy making the sacrifice for this so, like, the yeah. brother could live. Yeah. And so, like, he knew that he was going to get crushed by this thing. Yeah. But he still made the sacrifices, like, save billions of lives. Yeah, he's, like, kicking all the hatches loose that's, like, making this thing fall closer and closer on him because it's right. the only way that they can get the laser to work. Right. So that would have been a cool, like a sacrifice for the movie and a character that like, I guess you've grown to like in the movie. I'd never did. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, man, I, I don't want to be like that guy where it's like, Oh, American. But it was like, because like everyone is speaking a different language. It's hard to like emotionally connect with people, especially yeah. like, yeah, that blonde haired guy was supposed to be the comedic re- comedy relief. And like, I was just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And it's just because we're, like, accustomed to a different yeah, style of yeah. storytelling. Like, I'm not, not going to hold it against... I'm sure, like, he was hilarious. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. But, like... <laughs> I like how you said that, and immediately was like, no, he's not. <laughs> but he's literally played it, but it's like, he's the comedy relief. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, um, wait, let's talk about that guy that threw up in his helmet. I missed that, I guess. You missed that? Yeah. There was, like, a part where uh, it was shaking. I think it was, like, an earthquake or something. And there was, like, a... I actually kind of laughed a little bit. Because it was, like, (laughs) this dude is, like, sitting 
like while like all this shit is like shaking and stuff and like he's throwing up into his helmet <laughs> and you can see it's like you can see it like in like the cl- in the glass way it's just like sloshing around in there <laughs> like it's so gross and then there's like a part where like he's like doing then he looks over and he tries to grab the other guy's helmet like sitting next to him like oh no fuck you and they're like kind of going back and forth between his helmet and shit but then they Damn come it. back but then they come back and the guy's wearing the helmet that he was throwing up in where I'm like what'd you do with the pew <laughs> Sick. Just poured it down his suit. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of a funny spot too. Where, oh, like, it was just I missed that. Yeah, it was just the guy like just like sitting there like getting sick in his helmet, and then he just like looks into his helmet and looks over the other guy and just like tries to take his helmet to hold put yeah. it on. <laughs> like Shit. that was actually pretty good. Um <laughs> so oh you know also who I didn't really care for in this? The sister. She was worthless in this. Yeah. She did literally nothing. All, the only thing she really did was just tearfully ask people to help. Yeah. <laughs> just had like a callback to like the beginning where it's like, I learned about hope today. Yeah. It's like, ugh. There's a lot of those like, like speeches where they're just like, we need to, we need to do this for the earth. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. That's why it, it really struck me as like Michael Bay. Like I was expecting to see like the Chinese flag in the background of something where it's <laughs> yeah. like, come on guys, get together for China. Yeah. Let's save our, let's save the world for China. Yeah. Eh, whatever. It's just. No. Yeah. I, I get it. I, I like, like it, it just feels like a movie that they, they tried to rip off like those blockbuster American movies. Yeah. Where I'm like, like, I, I'll i give it credit. Like, it is creative. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think an American movie would go to this extent of, like... We haven't seen Moonfall yet. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh, man. <laughs> Roland Emmerich's gonna blow our mind. <laughs> but, like, legit trying to... Like, I was really digging, like, the first half hour of this. Where they were building mm. up, like, how there's all these communities underneath every engine. Because, yep. like, the engines are kind of self-sustaining and, like... Yep provide like an atmosphere underneath them where you can live yep and like they were kind of showing a little bit of like how those communities work at, at the beginning mm-hmm. and like i was digging all that and then like the guy that was like sneaking out with like the uh like that rig like all yep. that stuff was fun but it was like right when shit started going bad was when it was like started getting boring yeah, there was a lull in this. Even when yeah. like one of the big action pieces in this was during that part and i'm just like I don't care about this so much. Yeah. Like, there was, like, a cool scene that, well, it should have been cool when they were going up that skyscraper, but then it it just mostly turned into climbing up an elevator shaft in the slowest way possible. Yeah. Where you're like... (laughs) And it didn't help either that, like, kind of everyone looked the same in, like, their own kind of suits, and I'm like, who's in danger now? (laughs) I don't know. Um, so anyway, we're at the near finale of the movie. Yeah. Their laser has failed. Yeah. The space station is now controlled by this HAL facsimile. Yeah. Um, and the father, the main astronaut in this, is trying to take over the ship, and he ends up doing so by just, like, burning HAL in that whole room. Yeah. Like, I, there is that, yeah, because he did the whole thing, like... The minute I saw it, I was like, that's coming back at the end. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, he's like, he has like a Russian friend on the space station and like he slips a big thing of uh, moonshine into his vodka. suit. Vodka. Yeah, vodka. Like, vodka. Russian vodka. Hey, 
takes some vodka for later and then slips it in his suit where I'm like, like me and Molly's thing was like, I bet he's going to need like a ship and it's going to be used for fuel or something. Yeah. But like, no, it was this whole thing where he takes the vodka out of his suit and throws it at the fucking HAL computer and lights the entire thing on fire, all the embryos and all the stuff. Yep. Uh, Because his plan is to get a almost like a starter explosion going near Jupiter to have like a chain reaction so that the laser does hit it. So you have like an explosion from Jupiter to, yeah. to uh, have their master plan come to fruition. Yeah. And so this is where you get actually the tearful goodbye, which I thought was actually really well done. Yeah. Probably the best part of the movie I would say for me for sure. And so he turns the space station around, flies towards Jupiter it explodes. All the hibernation stuff he, like, jettisons off so they can, I assume, yeah, pick it up. The, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he shoots all the people that are in hibernation out, and they're just kind of floating. Or like, oh, I guess... Like, I don't know I how guess, Earth could pick I guess, it up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Earth, stop on by and pick <laughs> us up later. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So, anyway, he goes into, like, the path of these things, explodes, it causes a chain reaction on... Yeah. To Jupiter where the hydrogen ignites and it goes to push the Earth out of its gravitational pull so it can get back into its orbit to sling it around the planet and back yeah. into its tra- trajectory. Yeah. So that explosion would definitely destroy Earth. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like the explosion was going to destroy Earth because it was a very big fiery thing. It was an explosion the size of Earth that was supposed to just push Earth... <laughs> But, like, if an explosion that big was jettisoning towards Earth, where you got to actually see some destruction yeah. on the planet, just, like, fucking everything, yeah, that would have just torn through the planet and everyone would yeah. have died. And they even, like, they even bring up where it's like, once this happens, you need to be in a bunker very far underneath the Earth's crust to survive. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure all the main characters still stay alive. Yeah, one was just in a truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he had <laughs> because he uh was the main character he yeah. didn't die yeah and then the two one the two main characters that you follow the brother and sister just light off one of the balloon balloon grenades and stay yeah. in that yeah all right sure yep yeah, sure like they played it up where it's like once this goes off you need to be as far down in the earth's crust as possible but they have so many people that are just kind of wandering yeah. around in this fucking chaos uh-huh. that still are alive. That you're just like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever. I guess that was bullshit he said earlier. <laughs> uh, so it turns out all your main characters are coming back at the end. the 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 blonde guy has a new fresh haircut. Yeah, and you're following around some guy who's supposed to be like, ooh, it's mysterious. It's the main guy. Yeah. The whole time. He didn't die. Yeah. I know. This is the whole thing where it's like, he's not breathing. He's not breathing. Five years later. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's him. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. You have like a behind yeah. shot of a guy yeah, with the same haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who that guy is. <laughs> You're not showing his face for the next two minutes. <laughs> wonder who that is. Yeah. And he ends up being like a big deal. Yeah. Uh, at the very end of the he's movie. He's pretty much got his, his grandpa's job at the end. Yeah. And there you go. And they're on their en route. Yeah. Uh, they're, to they're the next ne- None of them are going to be alive when the Earth actually does what it's supposed to do. No. Because it's supposed to take, like, 
a thousand years. I think it was like a, a total trip of twenty five hundred years. Yeah, where and like, then even when they get there, like everything has to thaw out, which is going to take like another like hundred years. years. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting, like the way they set that up at the very end of the movie. It's like yeah. they'll be jettisoning through space for so many hundred years, and then the next twelve hundred they'll just be on a like a cruise control. Yeah. Into this thing, and then for the next seven hundred years they'll reverse the all the propellants so they have deceleration to the star God. to finally. Place himself into orbit <laughs> around this star, where the next hundred years the Earth will thaw, and I'll be just fine. <laughs> Bullshit! At that point, the Earth is a wasteless yeah. rock. Yeah, and their fuel is like rocks that they're like mining. How much of the Earth will be left? That's what I've been using it as fuel the whole time. That's what I thought. They're like, we're just using rocks as fuel. I'm like, what? <laughs> For 700 years to propel yeah. a, a pretty much engines for half the planet? Yeah. What you're not is even, happening? You're not going to be big enough to even hold all the people that are still going to be alive. It's insanity. Yeah. Anyway, it's a ridiculous premise. At the end of the day, do you have fun with this? Man, I wanted to. Like, I, I really enjoyed... Like... There's a lot of scenes in this that I really liked, like like how yep. they how, like how the Earth looked, and like how like all the jet propulsion stuff and all of like the atmospheres combining stuff looked really cool. <laughs> yeah, and some of the action scenes, they they looked cool, but I don't think there wasn't a lot of them that I was like invested in. Right, like even at the end when they were all of them were on their own like little mission to. Where they all had to succeed to make the laser go off. Yeah. They were all in such peril for each of their missions. to a, And they made it go on for so long where I was like, just do it or don't do it. I'm fucking done. <laughs> they, there's so many scenes where it's just like, oh, I can't reach. And like, oh, I'm, I'm almost there, but I can't do it. And they're just like screens of 99% complete until laser is able yeah. to be... or. Just, they do it for so long where I was like, just do it or don't do it. See, I can't, like, I can't get into this. To, like, maybe argue the point with that, I was trying... During those scenes, I was actually trying to compare it to stuff that I would see in, like, an American film, like, of the same kind of ilk. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't think they're really that dissimilar... But I wonder if it's just, like, the language barrier that's, like, having me a harder time no. getting into this. No, like, if they would have done that, I I'm not gonna, like, dog on them for doing that. It's just that they had it go on for so long where it's, like, like, it's, like, that scene, uh, what movie is it? Is it in where it's, like, someone's falling off a cliff and they're just going, ah, and then it's just, like, <laughs> <laughs> where you're like there's only so long you can go with suspense where it's just like just fucking do it or don't do it and i feel like they they were so happy they were like so trigger happy on the suspense where they made it go on for so long where i was like man i don't i don't even care if the earth goes away now <laughs> like you're like you're making the suspense go on for so long just there, there's like a breaking point you need that, that yet you reach where you're just 
at the point of not caring, and I feel like they go past that. Mm. That didn't bother me as much. That wasn't a gripe of mine. Um, I would say that I I would recommend seeing this on Netflix. Okay. Um, I thought it was like a very fun premise. Yeah. And it is like really kind of clocking under like all the blockbusters in time. Yeah. Uh, that like America would put out. Like, I bet you Alita Battle Angel was longer <laughs> than this. <laughs> um, not that I'm dogging on it. I haven't seen it yet. Fair it could enough. be great. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but I, I thought, I thought it was fun. So, and if you have Netflix, you have it for nothing. Yeah. Sure. Um, I would say like a negative in it though is that maybe be- because it's from China, they have they hit different kinds of uh, story beats that American movies don't, and it looks like it's trying to emulate like an American blockbuster movie, but sometimes it just doesn't hit those same kind of beats. Yeah, and then watch if you're a fan of subs. I think I would watch it that way. But if you want to watch it dubbed, I don't think it's the best kind of version. Okay. I don't think the voice acting is very good in it. <laughs> okay. The only one that I could get behind was the one of the astronaut father. Okay. I thought that one was pretty decent. Okay. But otherwise, like even like the main character in this, I was like, ooh, that's how you read that line? <laughs> like, it just seems like it It didn't... It must have been like a rush dub job. Maybe. I'm not... I, and I don't know that for sure, but it just yeah. didn't seem like... Like a, 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 a not one up to my standards. Yeah, I was surprised I they even had a dub. Usually, like when it's dubbed, that's usually the thing that pops up the, at first. But when, when me when me and Molly did it, it was just subtitles auto, auto subbed. Well, shit. Um, but otherwise, I I think I did near the end. I had fun with this. Okay. And I think it ended kind of predictably. But hell, it's it's free. Yeah. So. <laughs> Check it out. I, I, I thought it was kind of fun. But hell, it's free. But hell, it's free. Uh, so what would you grade it overall? Uh, like, I, I do agree that it is... It, it's probably more creative than a lot of things that are coming out nowadays that are just... For us, that's just yeah. like... Just a retelling of shit we've seen over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the probably the most refreshing thing about this is seeing something that had what looked like a pretty decent budget trying to tell a different story. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it. But like, I don't know. I feel like when they got to points where I feel like they should have ramped up the action, they just kind of rested on the fact that it looks cool. And they kind I can of see that. And they just kind of kept that going on for a long time where I was like, I was waiting for something to happen. And, uh, and then at the end, like, I, I was kind of on the same page with you where when they finally introduced that plan, I was like, it's stupid, but it's something. Yep. <laughs> You're building is something. Yep. And I like this. Yep. But then when they got to the plan, like like I said, I felt like everything went on for so long that they were just like, oh, isn't this suspenseful? Or I was like, I've been sus- in suspense for what should have been 10 minutes now. <laughs> And you're still nowhere. You're still nowhere closer to where you should be. Either do it or don't do it. Uh-huh. And like maybe they hit you different for you. Hit different for you. But for me, I was. I got to a point where I was like, Are they ever gonna fucking do this? <laughs> Are they just gonna be in a constant state of I'm so close? Yeah. Um. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, I think there's are there are things in here that I think are worth checking out, but I I don't know if I can fully recommend the movie as a whole, so I'll give it like a decent C. Okay. Even with the things that I said in like the positive, like in juxtaposition of yours, I was also going to give it a C. Mm-hmm. So, it's a good time. All right. It's so strange that this is the third highest grossing movie of the year worldwide. Yeah. But I mean, like in all honesty, if you if you think about it, like you get all these movies that are like dubbed or subbed from us, and now you get this movie that's like yours. That's like that looks. I mean, it looks good. Yeah. For what it is, it looks good. Yeah. Like I would be all for it. Like if if we were a country that like barely made like these like, big blockbuster movies, and we got one that's starring our people in our language, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean. All props to China. Like, it shows, like, how big of a movie market they have. Yeah. Like, they are very quickly becoming, like, I'm going to say not quite equal yet with the U.S. Yeah. But they are definitely, without a doubt, the second highest, for sure, movie-going audience. To the point where they can have their own country's stuff come out be like minimal worldwide income and yeah. still be like at a huge box office throughout the year. I'll say they probably did more with their money than we do with ours. I would say that a hundred percent. Like it's probably their production costs are probably aren't inflated like they are in the U S yeah. So they get like more out of their money. Yeah. For $50 million. Yeah. They made something like this. Yeah. There's some beautiful ass scenes in this. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, all props to yeah. China and this yeah, stuff. I sure. would actually see. See, I'm not a huge fantasy person, so like I wouldn't get into like anything like that. So, but if they had like another sci-fi outing, yeah, like a blockbuster or something to their ilk, I would like to see it. Sure, I would like to see uh, more stuff like that from around sure. the world to just see different kind of tastes because like the U.S. is so. Getting homogenized that oh, it's yeah. like, oh, see another one of these. Yeah, everything feels so market based with the U.S. now. Like yeah. it's like this works, so we're gonna do this. Where I feel like if you get something from a different country, where they're just like, let's just throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. I'd I'd be more behind that for sure. <laughs> I would be into the U.S. if they did. Let's throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. I know those are some of my favorite, even the ones that suck. Those are, I, I usually tend to like those more than like just the regular run of the mill shit that US that the US studios make nowadays. I know. If you're gonna do like just an IP that everybody knows, make it good. Like yeah, like not every single one of the MCU movies are a hit. Yeah. Like well, like all of them are pretty well regarded yeah. movies. But you look at them like it's kind of the same as this other movie. Yeah. But when you take chances such as like Infinity War, where like it leaves on a huge cliffhanger and they kill yeah. half the universe, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Well, we have a Jordan Peele now that's trying, that's telling these different stories. Ex- yeah, even, for sure. Even us, that I, I feel like it didn't like stick its landing, but it was different enough where I'm like, yeah, give me more of this, more of this, something where it's just a different taste. Yeah, and exactly. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of glad now that like. These uh, single focus directors are getting like their own kind of visions back mm-hmm. to where 
like you can have like another Quentin Tarantino coming up, you know, yeah. like you go see it because of the director. Yeah. Like a Spielberg, a Quentin Tarantino or whatever. Um, those kind of kind of got lost in the last maybe decade. Yeah. We're like, yeah, it was a big name director, but they made like a movie that any director would make. Yeah. But like, now you have like visionaries and they make their own shit like Jordan Peele. Yeah. Who's like coming up. And mm-hmm. making his own shit. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. It's like, give me more of this. I know. Like, I feel for a long time it's been mostly franchise-based. Yeah. Like, I feel like even, like, the whole idea of, like, going to see a movie for the actor is kind of falling to the wayside, too. Yeah, I think there's very few actors that would ever draw me to a movie anyway. Yeah. I, I feel like there's there's movies, there's, like, actors that draw me to movies just because I'm... I've just drawn to certain actors. Yeah. But I feel like in terms of like the general the audience, movie star. they never really look out for. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like my boss, like he's really into movies and there's some times where I'm like, yeah, this guy's in it. Where he's like, who? I'm like, well, he's pretty fucking well known. I don't know. Yeah, like, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. You don't know who that <laughs> yeah, not is. Not like that. But yeah, like <laughs> there's like times where I'm like, oh yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is in this. Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, I mean, he's pretty fucking big. I don't understand why you don't know who he is. Yeah, and he's even done small stuff that I would think your boss would yeah, know of. Yeah, but it's just like people that have come up now where it's like, unless it's like someone that wasn't popular like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you, like it's kind of hard to keep track. But it's like, it's just, it's, it's just kind of like the culture we're turning into now where like the actor isn't the thing that's selling the movie. It's like either the franchise or the idea or maybe now the director. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of directors that are like, I don't know, like, uh, um, like you talked about that credits do, like, uh, Tyler brought up that Knives Out or whatever. Yeah. Or no, uh, Ben brought up that Knives Out with, like, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And he's got, like, a fuck ton of, like, really well-known actors in it. But yeah. But it's, like, the main selling point of it is it's Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Where it's, like, shit. Like, who would expect, like, he got all these fucking actors, but it's, like, but Ryan Johnson's directing. Right. Yeah. So hopefully it's, it's a weird it's a weird time we're growing up in, but I'm yeah. digging it. It's a uh, hopefully there's like a bigger flux in the next couple years, where there is like more creative projects out there. Yeah, it's like whatever you have to say about Jim Cameron, like when he has a movie out, I still want to go see it because his name is attached to it, and the like he makes quality stuff. Yeah. He does. So like, I, even even if the story's not up to par, like it's something he always he's the one that goes above and beyond where it's like, I'm waiting for something to get invented before I put this out. Yeah, or he will invent it to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like insane. Like Avatar's still the highest grossing movie in the world. Yeah. Because it had like this amazing new way to film things. And I think it, and it, like, it, it was, obviously it paid was, off. And it was one of the first movies to really utilize the 3D technology that was coming out of that time, too. Like, yeah. That was the one of the first movies I saw in 3D, and I was like, fuck, if every 3D movie's like this, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. And then I went and saw another one, and I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Because 3D technology sucks, but yes. he was the one that was like, I want to make this movie strictly for 3D, to where you're like, yeah, that's the only way to see it. Yeah. I know. And he, he, yeah, it, and then for a, like a, a minute there for like three years, four years, maybe in five, yeah. like every movie had like, it's also in 3D, it's yeah. also in 3D, yeah. and it was never as good. It was never as good. So, yeah, there you have it. 
So that's like a fun little tangent yeah, <laughs> after yeah. to review a movie. Yeah, but yeah. like, that'd be what I'd be looking forward to in the next com- coming years or so. For sure. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to join us on social media, do so at Review Review Pod on Twitter. If you happen to be a Facebooker, do that uh, at Review Review Pod on Facebook. Uh... You can find us at our host site at reviewreviewpod.podbean.com, but you don't have to listen to just there. We are also on a multitude of platforms such as Google Podcasts, Alexa Devices, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. If you happen to be an Apple user, rate and review us there, because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. If you want to write in, do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening again. We'll see you next time. And we're off.